to the Skeptic Wire. Listening to the Skeptic Wire. Hello! I'm David Harcourt, joined by Gary Lawn. Hola. And Greg Perrine. Uh. Holy shit. <laughs> no, that was actually a burp. Donner could not be with us today, so we are Donnerless. We are letting everything, our freak flags, fly. Because <laughs> when the cat's away, the guys will just be misogynistic, oh, disgusting goodness. bastards. Hi, Donna's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a pointy head. <laughs> yeah, Donna's traveling today, so it's just the three of us, but she will be back next week. But we've still got a great show for you today. Uh, we're we have start. a great show lined up for you today. We've got... Don't worry, folks. It's yeah. just the same You're old You're saying crap. that was corny. Okay. <laughs> um, just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to uh, start by introducing... Uh, Hi, I'm number. Gary. Oh, we're introducing the first story, not the oh, first, first story. No, we're introducing the first member, the newest member of the San Antonio chapter of the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. Yay! It has the word whole in it. <laughs> Yay! The first awkward silence of the day. I just had nothing to say about that. Just no response. Just... Okay, sure. Yes, there's a hole in it. There lies I, I was thinking that, that means it's wholesome, but obviously there are holes in that thinking. <laughs> Creating a hole in the podcast. Don't make Thank me throw something much. at you. <laughs> My jokes are dividing by zero. We like to do a segment occasionally um, introducing members of the San Antonio chapter of the uh, Holistic Chamber of Commerce. We have a new member this week. And Hello! <laughs> Brenda Bailey. So welcome, Brenda Bailey. Brenda Bailey. Brenda Bailey. Now, Brenda Jeez, has a unique talent Brenda. that we have not seen uh, yet, and it is called Theta Healing. Now, Tell us about Theta Healing. Now, is that like a lisp or something, and it's actually Theta Healing? No, it's, it's <laughs> Theta as in Theta Brainwaves, which is next to Delta as the lowest brainwave. It's usually associated with... There's Delta, Theta, Alpha, Alpha Beta. Oh, from lowest to highest. Okay, yeah, lowest being highest amplitude, right? <laughs> you're the musician. You're the. You're the <laughs> it would really on. help if you were the sound person. Yes, I have group. So right. tell us what is theta. Well, theta, it's, theta, it's theta, a alpha. Greek letter, but. <laughs> okay, alpha waves are awakened state, beta waves are, are slightly asleep, uh, delta waves deep are, are deep sleep, and theta waves are obviously the, the largest, uh, the, the slowest. So so they would be the longest. No, wait. delta is the longest. But what's, where are theta's then? Theta's next. So it's the next theta, to last. Theta is oh, it's the next of, to last. Theta is associated with like dreaming or just that kind of waking state. Okay, so from 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 awake, alpha, beta, theta, delta. Yeah, theta's kind of in between, kind of. And it's, it's, associated the, the with it's kind of the thought. orangey red of the... Sound spectrum, uh, where thing. Okay. Yeah, where red is the longer wavelength and infrared is the really long wavelength. So theta would be the orangey red, not quite infrared yet. Okay. Right. So um, okay. in this, in in theta healing, okay, theta waves are associated with instant healing. 
instant, oh, instant healing. healing. Yes. Oh, it's like instant ointment. Oh, so yeah. that's even better than the 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 uh, religious preachers who just tap your head and yeah, and, you don't even have to get hit, and you're healed of things that you well, can't let see. Me, let me they explain. can heal something that you can actually see. Wait, this let, is let, great. Let, let Cancer, let broken bones, and, and, and such. <laughs> um, let me give you. No, a it'll, short... take, it'll take you long. How about you sum up? I've got a very short from the frequently asked questions. What is Theta Healing? This is from another site. This is from the woman who, who founded the healing technique. What is Theta Healing? Theta Healing is a technique that focuses on thought and prayer. Theta oh. Healing teaches us how to, put, how to put to use our natural intuition, relying upon unconditional love of creator of all that is to do the actual work. And, and some of that is capitalized? Creator. Yes, creator of all that is, is capitalized. And there's actually a definition later of I actually heard the capitals when you said that. Yeah. Hold on just I tried to enunciate the capitals as, as best I could. We believe by changing our brain wave cycle to include the theta state, you can actually watch the creator of all that is create instantaneous physical and emotional healing. So it's like a cooking show, only with brain waves. There is... There is a lot here. Only um, if there's I've been, a I've been prepared brain already in the oven. <laughs> <They're> really... <laughs> if this is a cooking show, Theta Healing has a hell of a lot of ingredients. It's got spiritual DNA. It's got Theta brain waves. Didn't I see something about like superior DNA in there? Or there's something? spiritual. Oh. Okay. There's a, yeah. They talk about this. Um, the standard DNA that we all have, but then there's like about a hundred invisible DNA that we can summon up, and that helps us with our healing. We can actually do genetic changes within within our spiritual instantaneously. DNA. So you instantaneously. don't have to have a prepared brain. And I did realize how you know it's <laughs> instantaneous healing. Would you like to know? But what about the enchilada the sauce for in this? your brain? So in, yes, okay. So how so do you do the instant healing with invisible DNA? Yeah, well, you know, you got to take the class, but there, there's a lot here. If you're interested, look it up. There's almost too much. I mean, I got just a lot here. But the he way you pages. know the healing is working is you use a uh, muscle testing. So that's M U S C L E, not M U S S E L, right? It is testing your muscles. <laughs> right. The so you're not, not going to get out and get some clams we're or not, anything. We're not having seafood. <laughs> okay. Um, it's kind of like if, if you know applied kinesiology, if you say something false, you know, your arm goes down. Well, in this case, you, you, the, the electrical transmissions will pick up if you're saying something false. Okay? If you're saying something false, that's going to block your subconscious uh, ability to use, you know, kind of the secret to, to form, you know, natural healing and make the universe kind of bend to your will. So when you lie, there are bad vibes which make you weaker. Right, and you have these bad vibes deep in your subconscious, and they could be from previous lives. So the, the, the main technique is finding these and eliminating these blockages to positive thought. Are they called thetans? Because this is starting to sound a hell of a lot like Scientology. It sounds a lot like the secret and energy healing and every, everything else that uses I, I that think, kind of thing. I, I, yeah. think, I think he may be on to something. It's, it's a little bit along the Scientology lines. The whole idea is to get rid of the thetans because they're these negative things inside you that you're trying to get rid of. Okay, but they do not personalize these these thoughts. Okay? okay, these are bad thoughts. They're subconscious, and you may have picked them up in previous lives. Okay, so they have examples in here where not going too much. If you if you think you're not worthy, 
of having money, you're not going to have money until you get that thought out of your head. And that may have been because you had a vow of celibacy hundreds of lives ago, and, and you're still keeping that vow that you have to Or a vow of poverty. Well, that yeah. would explain I'm, my I'm current poverty. lives. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You, wow. You, you have cleared up a whole lot for me, David. I really appreciate that. But I want a, a quick, a quick explanation of the DNA. We have two strands of DNA and 46 chromosomes, but when we activate DNA, we activate, activate the phantom strands, giving the appearance to the intuitive, the 12 strands. Do you, do you activate the DNA like, like you do when you're cooking bread and you, and you, have, and you put in the yeast? yeast. So you, you, you put the DNA in hot water? And you stir it. Maybe so you're saying shut up and DNA you has a yeast infection. Could be. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're talking about here. Maybe we can. Maybe we can get an answer to that. He just shook his head in disgust. <laughs> to the really trained intuitive observer, now we have twelve strands of uh, mm. phantom strands, but to the trained intuitive observer, we have hundreds. It says, "Don't worry about the little stuff." When you command an activation, everything is activated, including the mitochondria. So, so don't don't mind the little things because it's all little things, right? Right. It's but... all little things. Now, this woman, the the woman who who started this, healed her cancer, and and they asked Excellent. a question: Do you have proof you had a tumor or problem with your leg? Answer: Of course I do. I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn, and I haven't, as far as I know, had cancer yet. <laughs> That's because you've been, would, he, you've no, been healing brings, your wouldn't cancer. Wouldn't the sign be more likely to have cancer be cancer? cancer? <laughs> well, she says she has x-rays, and she brings her records to her class just to show she had cancer. And if you if you read um, Brenda's Brenda's uh, site, when she talks about um, physical healing, clients can obviously dramatic changes result. Vienna's cancer was healed in an instant. Wow. Yes. Wow. That's impressive. That's an impressive claim. That's, that's a very impressive. That's claim. really something you could prove on the spot with a you know MRI or something, and MRI positive thoughts, MRI again, and yeah. Of course, she be... was also undergoing standard treatment as well. Ah, uh, you know, and strange also, how that sciencey stuff works. She was going through standard <laughs> treatment. She was going through a, a variety of alternative treatments. Oh, alternative treatments. And and um, when she was instantly healed, she asked a physicist to help her out figure out what happened. So he. <laughs> he um he gave her a um a brain scan found out not, she at the time physicist not physical therapist it's a physicist but he who gave is, her who a is, brain scan found out at the time she was her brain waves were theta and she was that must be it at the time she was scanned or the scanned. time she was healed well scanned of course we don't know so what it was she, she got was better with cancer a week later she met with this physicist right who imagined her as a perfect sphere <laughs> with no friction with no friction and then shoved her into the MRI machine um, and then Thaden or whatever out. he used to get a brain scan yeah. yeah but you know that's not all she does have oh, conversations yeah. with the, crea the creator that all that is and the creator I prefer of that, all that is I, you know what I'm going to start using that creator of all, all that, that is. is and there's a definition of something that binds all of life something but so he, he told her it's around us Fine. When she questioned, when she questioned him, why not everyone got when this he, matters not all that you are. When she questioned him of why not everyone got healed, he said that um, some people believe they should be sick. I believe she should be sick in the head. But yeah, she is. Sick yeah, this starts getting. But, some really, but she's a Capricorn. So what do you? She's a Capricorn. Hey, watch it, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm her so name, sorry. Her name's Vienna Stiebel. Yes, 
And she's, she's cured hepatitis C, AIDS, herpes, tumors, cancer, wow. uh, genetic diseases, and so on. And wait, didn't you mention that she cured her car? She cured her car, yes. Of what? Because my, my car is a mess. And she says she <laughs> and, had... I mean, not mechanically, it's just a, it's a physically a mess. Well, a vacuum a can help And that. she says she had witnesses. Or status. She had witnesses. And I read the, the testimonials, and someone uh, um, credited <laughs> so this with um, making her cell phone work that she thought was out of batteries <laughs> when, she, when her car was stranded. So really, it can do anything. Everything, anything. Yeah. You know, you think about it. It is, it is the secret. It is your That's thoughts fantastic. create your thoughts create reality, right? And the secret teaches you you have to think positive thoughts, and you're right. going to have a positive universe. And they're t- telling you, you can think all the positive thoughts you want. There's probably stuff in your subconscious that's overriding those conscious positive thoughts. So you need to dig deeper, and you need to start releasing those negative thoughts so the whole thing is going to be synchronous and in sync. So they, and then everything is going to start going your way. Your fo- cell phone, your car, your cancer, and everything else. But this little- should be completely and utterly scientifically testable. If all that she claims, if she claims cancer, AIDS, the whole thing, you could do a battery of tests, you know, confirming people have these diseases, give well, them a week on Thetans or Thetas. If you can recharge your your phone, I mean, you can literally do a, a battery test. True. You could she just could, think. She could thoughts. go to True. James Randi and get a million dollars right uh, now. That'd, that'd, be, that'd be foolish yeah, because, because all the negative energy, obviously, that surrounds... Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. The negative energy would just kill it. But this woman's all but over the place. But her own positive energy should be able to overcome it. Uh, you have the seven planes of existence and, and, and everything. And we looked at her travel schedule. She's all over the world certifying people to do this. Sweet. And, you know, we've kind of made fun of these people in this segment. And this one really bothers kind me of. when you have people saying you can cure cancer and, and things. Uh, that kind of bothers me. I sent a letter to the um, holistic. holistic Chamber of Commerce saying maybe you don't want people making these claims. I have not heard back, so we'll see. On the other hand, maybe they do because it will attract people to the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. And, and the fact is, if they really could find something that could cure AIDS, cure cancer, cure whatever, with, with whatever it is, fine, great, prove it. And let's let everybody have this. All the people in Africa who have AIDS right now or or malaria or whatever, let's prove it and let's get it out there. Sure. You would be a billionaire if you could cure AIDS right now. Go Especially ahead and do instantaneously. It. Don't open up a, a little shop in San Antonio. <laughs> you know, cure the freaking world well, and you will be small. known forever. So go ahead and do it. We that's, dare that's you. That's exactly what the holi- – yeah, we do dare you, but just don't kill people while you're doing it. Safety first. Yep. That is what skepticism sort of is about. Is, <laughs> don't kill people while consumer, you're doing things. Consumer advocation. Yes. Now, next. Next. We have, next! We had a, a little bit of a scuffle. Oh, hold on. Right. sandwich on right. Oh. <laughs> we had a little bit of a scuffle in a local church this week. Yes. Yes, we did. I have mixed feelings about this. Is it the Baptists versus the Catholics? Ooh, that would have been exciting. Not this time. No? Not this time. (laughs) Has that happened before? Was the Baptists... The the, the Jehovah's Witnesses versus... Presbyterians? Ooh, yeah. Methodists? Irish Catholics versus Greek Orthodox? I mean, there's so many to choose from. In in case you don't know, uh, John Hagee's church is in San Antonio. The Cornerstone... 
church of church. Yes. <laughs> It's called the Chorter- Cornerstone Church. You probably, and it's huge, and you probably know who John Hagee is. They have a campus. They have a campus. I've run it's through it and was not struck by lightning. I was very excited. Or swallowed by the earth. He is a nationally known um, evangelical, apocalyptical preacher. Douche. He is most famous for his Can support We're gonna be sued. for Israel, his support for uh, Israel in the Israel Palestinian kind of conflict. Fundamentalist, uh, far right wing, except for McCain, who wasn't particularly far right wing at the time that he was endorsed by Mr. Hagee. Yeah, I recall that. When, when he was running for president, Hagee endorsed him, and he had to actually reject that endorsement because of the controversial H- things that Hagee had said. Yeah, Hagee said some fairly foolish things. About the Catholic mm-hmm. Church, about the Catholic Church being the Antichrist or something. And about, oh, Little. and about Hitler. About uh, God using Hitler. Just, just doing God's work. Doing, uh, to get the Jews to return Why to Israel. Why does it always come back to Hitler? I know he sort of poed himself. <laughs> so, not um, poed. No, no. To, to say the least, Hagee um, is a controversial... Oh, curse the luck. ...preacher. And, we'll um, get back to you. He now. has, a, you know, his, his, his ministry is broadcast all over the world. He has a huge following. And this, As but strangely Sunday. enough, his church, his main, his main church, only holds five thousand people. But they're really, really big people, so it's a huge following. Well, according to the video, there were quite, uh, some large people. <laughs> so, I'll just shut up on that one. I mean, just an aside. We know he supports Israel because he is apocalyptic, apocalyptic and he really wants to help usher in the new. He, he, he wants the prophecy to come true that when Israel has their own state, the second coming will happen or the end of the world, right? Well, didn't Israel get their own state 50, 60 years ago? Yeah, but it's not a fun state. They need the entire to the sea. Oh, do they? The right. entire thing? I think they need the entire thing. Oh. He, he, and is it he, that he all the Jews what? have to go he back He financially supports settlements on Palestinian land. He, he politically supports, you know, he's... A lot of money. It, I think he has to pay taxes for this. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, I tried to find something about that. I have, I have heard a rumor that he pays taxes, although he funnels everything, funnels a lot of his money through his nonprofits because he's a church. But he does pay taxes on on the church and some of the buildings so that he can support political uh, and uh, ideologies and, and do that. Now, I don't know for this. I couldn't find anything on it, but I'm just going to throw it out there because, you know. Okay. Well, well here's, that's here's the case, then good for him, to be right. honest. Right. Yeah, I I mean, supports, you know, here's, here's what happens. So, uh, supporters of Palestine spread out throughout his church, listen to the service for a while, and then one by one would stand up and start shouting about freedom for Palestine. And, and yeah. Yeah, your, like, your, your tithing is, is killing Palestinian Palestinian. God, I can't say the word. Palestinian children. Uh, they dropped flyers uh, from the balcony. Yeah. Uh, but th- but like you said, it was one at a time. So one person would stand up. They get ushered out. As soon as they were out, another person would get up yeah. and and start shouting. And then for a little bit, it was quiet. And then they started doing it again. So it was kind of interesting. But this is I, – I don't know that I agree with what they did. I think it's funny. Right, the the disrupting of someone else's it, right private because it, it is not it it is not a public venue, and it's not really the the venue that you want to do that. There are there are better and more effective ways to to protest. You can, you can disagree with his policies all as want, but that is private, yeah, land and it's a private service. Okay, the guys 
a jerk. But, you know, you don't go... They, they do have the right to congregate yes. on their own Peacefully. and not be harassed. Right. Because there's it's the kind of thing where, you know, you can protest, say, Scientologists across the street on public grounds, but if you're standing in front of their door not letting people get in, that's not good. But there, there was an, an interesting comment by Hagee cut on tape, and he's like, this is the liberals, uh, how they, they want a freedom of speech except for it, when anybody else wants to speak freely, which, of course, is a very ridiculous comment because they were interrupting him just one time, but he has had... He, he still has freedom of speech. He just had to shout over some people in his congregation, yeah, which, he, again, he, I disagree with. That he they shouldn't have that. had to. He shouldn't but, have had to. Yeah, but but he did make the point that it was speech. liberals that that were that were the problem. And I, that may not be the they, – they could possibly just they be, could be conservative, conservative, but but they Muslims, were – Muslims. Right. Yeah. Or, or conservative Christians who don't agree with his unthinking support of, of the Israel right. ideals. Uh, I think I think they're wrong. Okay, they they got their point. They they've got a YouTube video. They got some press, so they got their 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 point across. Yeah, but. a lot of times it's the way you do a protest that kind of will backfire on you and turn things against you. And and I think that's yeah, I think that's exactly. I don't think they changed a single mind in that church. Right. Like yeah, I, was, I don't know where I come down on this. I I think they probably. I don't know where I come down on this. I think in the end, no one was t- no one's talking about the Palestinians. So I think overall, no, probably got no. Well, what we're talking about is the the jerks who went to a church and, mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of like I think it would have been far better for them to go and record it. Uh, obviously, they recorded it, but but just just to record it and then put that up and draw attention to it rather than interrupting, then looking like assholes, right? But also, I know what it's like to sit in the church and hear the preacher say ridiculous things. And not be able to respond. Say, boy, I wish I could just stand up and respond to what he's saying. <laughs> you know, because I don't like to not be able to respond to right. ridiculous things that people say. And okay, it's their church. Okay, um, I don't know where I come down on this. I'm not taking sides on the Israeli-Palestinian thing, but I know that John Hagee supports oppressive, you know, taking over of land through settlements, through you know, uh, burning down their olive trees and things like that. So it's it's. It's not pleasant what he does. I don't really feel sorry for him, but I'm not coming down on either side on the Palestinian-Israeli debate right now. So we've got some other news, local news. Local in, news. In the arts community, we have a new play that's causing a stir. Well, it's it's not a new play. It's a play that's like 10 years old, but the, um, the San Pedro Playhouse here in San Antonio is going to do a production of Corpus Christi written by Terrence McNally. And the basic story is that it's a, a modern-day Jesus growing up in Texas who's, you know, questioning his sexuality and all that sort of thing. And a lot of this local U- interfaith organization has decided to basically to poo-poo the whole thing. And, and you know, r- they wrote a letter to the Playhouse saying that we don't like this vulgar language and the disrespect towards Jesus and all that. And there was a great quote on Texas Public Radio this morning where one of them was saying... Well, you know, we like free speech and all, but this is the, it, it was kind of like, this is the wrong kind of speech. It's <laughs> right. like, you know, it's... Yeah, you didn't it's, like free speech, the speech you don't like, or you don't like free yeah, speech. It's, it's another of, you know, just another tale of people believing that their myths 
deserve more respect than any well, other story out there. And to be clear, there. this is not a play that's designed to mock Christianity. No, it's it's it's, it's sort it's, of like the Last Temptation of Christ, where everyone got all up in arms because it was the temptation of Christ. And it, I guess yeah. he supposedly had a relationship, which I never saw that movie. It, basically, Jesus... <laughs> but people didn't understand yeah. what was in it. They yeah. just assumed it was in it. And so what they thought was what they... They, they built a straw man around Is that kind yeah. of what's happening here? Um, yeah, it's, it's just the idea that he is homosexual and that there is vulgar language in there. And it's oh, just, so he actually is homosexual in the play. Uh, questioning and oh, know, well, questioning's a little bit. You know, he performs a gay wedding, and people call him the King of Queens. And, yeah, there's some. <laughs> you know, there is some offensive things in there if you're a Christian, certainly. Uh, yeah. So, but it's it's not. You know, the the director, the local director, said, you know what? There's been other plays that have had much more vulgar language and nudity. This play doesn't have nudity. There are other plays that did, and no one was saying anything about that. So it's it's kind of like the, just no sense of humor whatsoever about you know, about their thing, their own little special story. Okay, so well, like drama. So huh? that's the the interfaith conference of uh, congregations, yeah. but it wasn't they, just they, Christians. Yeah, there was an imam, a rabbi, and they were all saying this is just yeah. too disrespectful. Yeah, it's it's, ah. it's a big conference of congregations in San Antonio. It's been around since World War Two, and they there it's a every type of church you, you can imagine in this. Uh, and they have an opinion about gay Jesus, so uh, that's their opinion. Uh, well, I can, not I can understand them being upset about their... Yeah. They're entitled to their opinion, but it sounds like they're trying to silence the play. Yeah, didn't they or, try to... Didn't they say something about going to the mayor or something? Um, they they wrote a letter. Because um, that, that's the crux of it. If they're going to try to get the uh, politics involved and get it banned... <laughs> that takes it to another kind of uh, direction. Well, all it's, uh, it, mostly it's talking about they're voicing their disapproval. That's fine. And, no and that's that. fine, but it, a lot of it is couched in, it's the wrong kind of speech. Oh, you yeah. Know, it's it's you the know, wrong kind of You're not speech. allowed to do anything that might be denigrating of Jesus or any other mythic figure, as long as it's our myths, our you know, Judeo-Christian Islamic myths. What about Thor? Yeah, they don't, I don't see them at the, you know, this, the, the movie theater protesting Thor. They want the city council to publicly denounce the plot. Yeah. Well, again, they can they can do that personally. Go, yeah. But as a government organization, it's just a play. Yeah. And it, but it is you know, we help fund the arts as well. So it's it's a pub. It's a. I thought it was private donations that fund the playhouse. There is some uh, public money involved. Okay. So. So I'm not making a case. I'm just saying they they want the city council and the mayor to publicly denounce. But, but just the government being neutral about religion means they're not going to silence anybody because they're criticizing religion True. I agree. as they well should. as not and they better not. promoting it you're right they yeah. better not so so san antonio's being a little bit too sensitive about their religion about a play that's been out for a while now and hopefully we can get beyond that but it yeah. sounds like it's not the only people who are going a little crazy with texas science yeah moving stuff. and moving outside of texas uh greg you had a story on uh florida yeah, apparently the Florida legislature, the Senate, I, I, you know, the story is on um, what Southern Fried Scientist, um, a local blog down in the South, where there's this Florida law that passed the Senate that the intention obviously is to prevent things like bestiality and something like that, but the way it's written completely ignores what we know about biology because the the, the language of the um, the act says. 
any act relating to sexual activities involving animals, um, prohibiting known sexual contact or sexual contact with an animal. Humans are animals. So, you know, okay, so humans are not allowed to have sex with plants or bacteria. That's fine. I'm all for that. Oh, uh, that's going to put some, some things on the, on the porn with the yeah. cucumbers and stuff. Essentially, the Florida Senate accidentally outlawed all sex between humans. Except I think that they have a specific definition of animals in the in the, legisl- in the laws. So it's kind of like but would scientists that be use animal the word... with a capital A? Well, or... it's kind of like theory. You know, scientists use theory with a capital T, meaning one thing, whereas laypersons say theory with a small t, meaning hypothesis. And so when they say animal, they don't mean like the entire... Uh, animal kingdom. Yeah. Fauna. Yeah. Yeah, they mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, they have a definition section, yep. and, and and they define animals. So they're kind of having to work with the definitions they have, and the definition is dumb creature. Right, dumb I creature. I know plenty of humans who are dumb creatures. Exactly, and, and that's that's where it becomes interesting. <laughs> I think you know by dumb they mean can't speak. But it, right? it it goes along with a lot of the kind of anti-scientific, you know, lack of scientific yeah. knowledge bills that are already out yeah. there. But that definition is probably written 150 years ago. People don't so, say dumb creatures anymore. Right, so so you just said, uh, say, creatures that can't speak, but uh, parrots. Parrots. Uh, uh, dolphins. And, it, and it's not fair to people who can't speak either. Yeah. yeah. At all. Deaf mutes, they're in trouble. Yeah. They're apparently... But they, they, have, they have a form of They speech. can't have sex with anybody. Ooh. <laughs> Well, that's, I don't really that's know okay where with that. That's okay with that woman <laughs> they who, can have who did uh, What Did the Bleep Do We Know? Yeah, Marley oh Matlin, was God. it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you can just cut that out. <laughs> okay. I'll just, I'll just put a little marker there. I don't, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. The more interesting thing is you got people who have nothing better to do than say, what kind of sex can we ban next? Right. right. And, and that's why it's, this whole it's thing. Probably I probably the same people who think that homosexual marriage is a slippery slope to bestiality marriage. Right. So. Oh, that's that would be... Oh, you know what? I'm, I, I'm not going to say that. I can't... I would, I would impugn someone. Now we're all going right. to so wonder probably, what you were going to say. That's probably why this came out. Somebody wanted to put on a Florida legislature. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, I mean, a lot of... Silly, silly laws. A lot of legally... Well, first of all, it's a silly, unnecessary thing. Like, needing to ban Sharia is a silly, unnecessary law. But also, there's just the the legalese of using words that not everybody else would use in the same context. But see, yeah. if you're going after theocracy, then you do need to ban the Sharia law because uh, biblical or, or religious laws will then be passed. However, if you have the separation of church and state, you don't have to worry about Sharia law or any other laws because you have to base it on the law of the land and... Uh, I don't know, common sense or humanistic type of uh, Anything you can prove outside of a holy book. If right. you can prove to me something that a religious believer believes outside of a holy book and that that requires a law, that's fine. But you, you know, that's a worldly explanation for what you happen to also believe because you believe in an invisible man. Correct. Right. That's it, fine. Right. So. I, I agree. But that, that was my point on the Sharia. Well, yeah, portion. but my point being that it's silly just because it's unnecessary, which is what you pointed out, because we are in a country where you are, we are separated. Well, yeah, that's absolutely. different than sex with animals, though. Very different. Well, I because mean, trying to I mean, biblically, here. you're it, saying you, it's, the, you're supposed to put them to death. The Sharia law is, is, <laughs> is unnecessary because we can't have Sharia law here because we already have laws in place. 
sex with animals, sex with dumb creatures is a little bit different because... Well, because you think that Florida would have already banned bestiality, but apparently a couple hundred years into our country, they hadn't thought to do that. <laughs> well, Florida didn't. I'm pretty sure they, it probably happened. You know, Texas. just some some Florida person accidentally was trying to have sex with an alligator, and Act it's like you know, it's like having you know, hot coffee warning on coffee cups in McDonald's <laughs> now. Now, because one dumbass tried to have sex with an alligator, all bestiality has to be so banned. So now, now they have to uh, tattoo a warning on all animals saying, <laughs> "Warning: According to Texas, or according to Florida state law, it is illegal Legal. to fornicate with this animal." Because <laughs> if you don't have that, people are just going to go out and do it. They're going to have signs in all the state parks. But yeah. I, I do, I do also think do not feed or fuck the animals. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's going to make visits to the zoo a little bit more interesting, I suppose. Or a little bit less interesting. Or at least the signs in the zoo. Would it, be, it would be interesting. Visiting the bears at Yosemite would mean a whole different thing. <laughs> okay, let's let's back to Texas now. We, we try to follow the uh, Texas State Board of Education and their shenanigans. Yes, uh, we do. Because some of us, or at least, well, some of us in this podcast have children, which will be affected. Some of us may eventually have children. <laughs> Which will be affected by... Uh, Some of us have grandchildren that will be affected by... Wow. Find children pleasant and think they should be educated well. This is true. Well, I don't necessarily find them pleasant, but I think they should be educated well. well. Some of us may need, like, doctors and lawyers in 30 years, so we want our children to be educated well. Yes. So the State Board of Education has appointed some creationists, uh, anti-evolutionists, or otherwise science deniers... To the State Board of Education. That was all kind well, of to redundant. to the Science but, Review yeah. Panel. <laughs> science, well, evaluate instructional materials submitted for approval on the Science Review Panel. Yes. Yeah. For the State Board of Education. Which the uh, Texas right. Freedom Network had uh, previously prognosticated. <laughs> yeah, in other words, this is not a surprise. <laughs> right. Um, so, I, you know what? I think they should go after the, the James Randi Million Dollar Prize. <laughs> they 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 saw well, this coming. I could too. I, I could too. <laughs> It'd be hard to replicate. We <laughs> have we have creationists on the board who is appointing right. the people who are going to be reviewing the science education and these, material. It's it's really weird. I don't understand getting a, how they get appointed because uh, this guy Idrata, who is a standard bearer for creationists, um, was appointed by Terry Leo, Republican. Uh, David Shoreman, he's an evolution denier, was appointed by Barbara Car Cargill, Republican. Richard White was appointed by uh, the SBOE chair, Gail Lowe. So one person gets to appoint somebody. Apparently. I, and that's why, remember we talked about that bill in the, in the House about having minimum qualifications uh, for people... Uh, right. right, to, to make... To make judgments on right. on the books, and these people don't have any, the criteria, any academic background. They just have an opinion, and they are going to decide what kids are going to learn, even though they have no training. Although, so, although I do um, love this quote by Mr. Shorman. He says, "Treating Earth history is just that history. I can find physical and written testimony that the Earth is only six thousand years old." And just as most of us have no problem believing Jesus Christ was a real person who lived 2,000 years ago, we should have no problem believing they were about 4,000 years from the beginning of Christ's birth. 
to Christ's birth. So it's like, okay, you believe everything you read. Wonderful. You know what? I've, I can find written testimony that Thor lived. <laughs> um, there are people who believe it, and it's and there are some uh, books that, that absolutely say that, you know, he was a real person. Or not a person, sorry, a god. Yep. So you can see that the pieces come into place in this whole, this whole thing. First of all, you had the Texas State Board of Education write curriculum standards. Now, the, the materials have to meet those curriculum standards. Those curriculum standards introduced kind of strengths and weaknesses type, type language. So then you've got publishers public, creating materials that are going to meet those standards, and now we have people in place that are going to judge those materials. Right, and, and people who, uh, well, because the bill wasn't passed about having certificate or proper certifications, correct, right? Correct. It's it's in committee or yeah. whatever. Probably stalled in committee. Probably stalled yeah, by. I haven't seen any action on because this. it was introduced by Democrats, I think. I no, I think it was Republican who introduced it. I. Don't Probably know. not. <laughs> Sorry, Republicans, you, you just some... you're just not on the on the high horse here. Yeah, but there's some on board, so I don't yeah. know what's I don't know what's going on. But well, there, there are two late now. Think I mean, tanks that... it's too late now. Yeah. So uh, unless one of those bills passes that says I don't care what books you pick, we're not buying them. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Um, and there's some last last ditch efforts there, but it's going to be interesting. We're going to be looking at these materials that they are recommending. Okay. And that'll be fun. And Texas is already pretty low on education. Yeah, we're at the bottom. At the very, very bottom. And this is just going to make it lower, plus all the education cuts. Yeah. This yeah. is the point where if you were reading Phil Plate's blog, he would have posted a little picture of a cat looming over a mouse saying, Texas, doomed. doomed. Yeah. Well, we did we did get funding from the federal government, uh, which, again, makes me laugh considering the person in power who doesn't want any help from the federal government but keeps demanding help from the federal government. I don't get that. But he doesn't have to put that directly towards education because he raised a stink and had a tantrum, and so now they're going to let him do whatever he kind of wants with this um, million, $360 million or, yeah, million. Yeah, we're doomed. Now we've got some good, good science news. Do we? Please, yes. happy news. We have some good happy news for those who oh, like. Oh, no, profit. we have fantastic news. I found this story. <laughs> um, I'm or I'm a big coffee drinker. I like coffee. Good coffee, not Starbucks, which for the last couple of years has been burnt and disgusting tasting. So I grind and brew my own coffee at home. Well. The opinions of Gary Lund <laughs> do not necessarily apply to anyone. They should. <laughs> Especially people like me who don't drink coffee. I don't know. Good so. gracious. Are you Mormon? No. You no. don't drink? I don't oh, you drink. cuss. So that's I cuss like a fucking sailor. There we go. But you don't, but you, oh, you drink caffeine. You I just drink, don't drink coffee. I drink caffeine. I just never got around to drinking coffee. Oh. I was kind of forced to in, in college because it was cheap. I could get like a... 48 ounce or a 64 ounce mug filled for 53 cents. Right. <laughs> Six of those a day. They kept Yum. you steady. Yes, they kept me going. So and apparently, apparently kept other things under in check, right? Yes, because uh, they've they've released and I'm trying to remember who released this. The Mr. Harvard Burns. School of Public Health researchers have discovered or released a study that a regular 
coffee drinker, re- drinkers of coffee. <laughs> nice, nice reading. <laughs> Men who regularly drink coffee appear to have a lower risk of developing a lethal form of prostate cancer. A much as a, lower, as risk. opposed to those women who develop prostate cancer. It's actually yes. a much lower risk because <laughs> they don't have they the don't prostate. have the prostate exactly. Right, and and it doesn't matter whether it's. Uh, decaf or caffeinated. It's, it doesn't have to do with the caffeine. It has to do with the coffee itself. But according to the study, uh, people who, who drink a lot of coffee tend to be more lethargic in their activities. And so apparently sitting a lot during the day is one uh, indication that you may develop prostate cancer. And drinking the coffee up to, like, I think it was six cups a day. Gets um, you moving around. Uh, apparently gets the internals moving around. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting is earlier in the week, I thought, I'm pretty sure I saw there was some news article about how people who are obese are more likely to get prostate cancer. So you kind of, if you're obese, you got to balance it out by drinking a lot of coffee. Oh, yeah. And, so and, you and you'll be less likely, but also more likely. Yeah, but, it, it, but yes. So... <laughs> Uh, Thank you. Whatever. That affirmation. (laughs) Whatever you said, sure. I'm not listening to you, Greg. Among the findings, I'm just going to read this out because apparently my instantaneous translation into Gary speak doesn't work so well. So among the findings, colon, ironically, men who consume the most coffee, six or more cups daily, had nearly a 20% lower risk of developing any form of prostate cancer. The inverse association with coffee was even stronger for aggressive prostate cancer. Men who drank the most coffee had a 60% lower risk of developing lethal prostate cancer. That's huge. I mean, for one thing that can give you a 60% reduction in your risk. That's pretty good. You don't, you don't find that in yeah. cancer. That's very rare. Yeah, and this and this was uh, forty almost forty eight thousand men. Yeah, over a period I, of like thirty I, I, years. I wonder uh, if possibly two thousand eight. That if you're drinking that much coffee every day, you're also going to the bathroom a lot. So you're kind of washing out the system constantly. It could be. It could that be. may but be a part think, of it, but they do with think whatever are... herbal stuff is actually in the coffee right. may have a positive right. effect as well as cleaning yeah. the, the wet works, right. as it they, were. They think that it's mostly what's in the coffee, because lately we've been finding other studies where coffee's been very beneficial. Right. Um, they've, been, they've found coffee's uh, beneficial in um, um, Parkinson's disease, uh, type 2 diabetes, gallstones, liver cancer, cirrhosis. Hey. Wow. So so they're, they're starting to find that it's kind of like the aspirin, you know, it's, it's hitting everything, so they're looking what else can it do. So um, that's that's true. Well, I know if, I like coffee if, a lot too. If if I if I drink a lot of it, it can make me hover, <laughs> or at least feel like a hover. Now to get the full benefits, we're talking about six or more cups a day. It's a lot of coffee. Okay, it was the well, no, high no, end. that that that's the that's the large amount of drinkers. That's, but it's still for just a couple of cups, it still had a, a so small it's kind of like the red like wine thing. Yeah. It's like the red wine thing where a glass or so is okay, but well, no, it's the opposite. With the more coffee, the better. Right. So Where in wine, it's kind still, of there's this moderation. Well, still wine. Because if you have a little bit, it's still it's it has a little bit of health. Yeah. Correct. At but least. It, right. But then I think if you have a lot of wine, you have the adverse effects of the yes. alcohol uh, countermanding the the orders from the wine. So that's good news. That, because, that is good. Yeah. Maybe not for you. 
Greg. No, no, I'm I'm fucked. <laughs> Come join the coffee cult. Join the coffee cult. Now, there was an important study that just came out from the Mayo Clinic recently, and it has to do with, um, it's called delusional parasitism. Um, it's often called Morgellons disease, uh, where there there's a, a kind of a feeling of creepy crawly under your, your skin. Some people kind of think it's um, parasites. Some people... They, they see little fibers or things like that. Things are, fibers are growing out of their arms. And it's been a real problem not, for not a like long time. Not like hair follicles or anything. Not hair, although but when you look at it, sometimes it's, it's, they, it's hair right. and, and, and fibers off of your they clothes. They think they're either they're, they're cloth fibers or plastic fibers sometimes they, they accuse it of being or that sort of thing. Yeah, and they, they think it's under their skin and growing out of their skin. But oftentimes these, these things are looked at and it's... From your clothes and things like that. The thing is, I think they see this because they're really examining your skin. And I think if you really examine your skin, you're going to find some things, dirt and this and that. And people collect that and say, look, this stuff's growing out of my skin. So it's been a real problem for dermatologists and doctors trying to convince people that, you know, you're having this feeling. Maybe we can try some things, but it's probably not um, actually parasites and, and fibers growing out of your skin. So there's been a long-term study by the uh, Mayo Clinic. And um, they followed some people for, uh, well, they, they looked at every case, I think about 80, 80 cases over a period of a couple years, and they did biopsies from each of these patients. And from these biopsies, they can say definitively that this is not uh, a parasite. There is nothing growing out of your skin. Because not uh, a single person to, had anything. There's so nothing. So it, it wasn't even like 1%. Not even one person had anything uh, creepy crawly that could have caused the uh... does anybody else have this urge to <laughs> itch <laughs> <laughs> now the thing is this this is not a surprise to doctors okay because they've anecdotally been looking at this and examining patients and maybe doing biopsies here and there um, and also they've found that antipsychotic drugs can help this so it is kind of in the mind but it's the problem with them is we need is convincing people of, of what this study is saying, okay, that it is it is a mental thing. It's and there's probably not something on the skin itself. But we've said, got such a culture of anything mental or 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 you know, a mental illness has a stigma attached to it. Anything that's called delusional means that I am a bad person. Right. I mean, so, I'm crazy. I can't get hired. I can't drive my car. Just because it's also, in your mind does not make you crazy. Right. Because basically, the delusional part of it is. It feels like it's on your skin. It's the same as like phantom the, uh, limb syndrome. The or something, feeling where it is feels there. Like it's there, there is a feeling, but it's but, not coming from that yeah, spot. Exactly. You've got you've got uh, nerves that go all up into your brain, and it's something along the way, and something in the process. Right, but, but I can I can understand working. why they wouldn't want to call it because, like you said, they 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 can do antipsychotic drugs, which is a pretty harsh term. They should right. call it something else, I think. But the problem with a, a lot of drugs, especially for the brain drugs. <laughs> It, is they have all of these other uh, uh, side effects that aren't necessarily yeah, pleasant, pleasant or good for you. Like if you keep on taking, say if I had anxiety a long time ago when I went overseas and they said, we can take, you can you can take the one that's addictive or non-addictive. Mm -hmm. The addictive one is going to ruin your liver and we have to check mm -hmm. you every once in a while. And this yeah. one, you know, is, I guess it was a placebo, but it helped. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I feel really bad for these people. I mean, it's got, that's got to be horrible. Feeling, right. right? That's got to be. I mean, even trying to sleep, carry on your daily lives, uh, 
itching, scratching, not knowing, you know, what, thinking that there are bugs on you, under your skin. Right. Yeah. It, it can't be pleasant. Now, we've both gone on to the, the um, support groups and the forums to see what people are saying. I've already seen people dismissing this study. Right. Um, but there is another big study coming out from the CDC. The CDC has been studying this for several years, too. It's a bigger study. Uh, they've and been looking at patients since '08, and they've already done their data analysis. They're submitting this to a peer review. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah. back to the forums. Now, the interesting thing about this is there's an entirely different group that's jumping on the bandwagon here, which I think the Morgellons, uh, uh, people who want it uh, recognized as a, as a disease, don't want. And that's the people who follow chemtrails and anti-government uh, sites, uh, and they think that Morgellons is a real phenomenon, and these things are coming from chemicals that the government is trying to poison us with. I think we touched a little bit on this last week about the chemtrails. Yeah, and, with the crisscross uh, patterns over San Antonio. It's right, and, and other places. And so there are some videos online and some other commentaries saying, oh yes, I found these little fibers on my skin. I pulled pulled them out. And one guy did a, a, a dark... Uh, what, what's the one with the... Dark light? The field scope. Dark field scope. Um, this guy, which is a micro, it's a microscope, and so he put it underneath a microscope and, and filmed it, and it looked like a string that was suffering a little bit from uh, static electricity. So he would move his hand over, and you'd you'd see it move back and forth, and then he, he said it was growing, but I I didn't see that. I saw it as, as kind of stretching out. It was as, it was losing its is uh, what I assumed was uh, static electricity. But the the other thing is. They're also saying that these are uh, nanotubes, which right. I don't think a regular microscope, right? Uh, you know, a, a consumer or even uh, a, a basic scientific grade microscope can actually see. You really need yeah. an electron microscope or yeah. a very powerful they're, they're uh, microscope tubes to see of these carbon they're, atoms. They're throwing out terms they don't yeah. understand. Yeah, and, and this particular guy you were talking about before we move on, um, who who looked at them under the scope. Has, he says they respond to electromagnetic frequencies. And he says, I hope none of our friendly governments decide to let loose a frequency that awakens these horrors. Yeah, because they, they, they're, they're really personifying these as, as having uh, uh, not emotive forces, but, uh, but they, they've got kind of a mind of their own. They've been programmed. And, and so when, when like the, the guy who found the, the four-inch segments... He, he taped them to – this is what he said. There's no proof at all that this happened. But he would put them up, tape them to his lamp. Right. And then they would move away and try to get at him. Right. You know, so it's really paranoia, yeah. uh, deep paranoia going on with these things. And then what's interesting, and this, this really strikes you if you go to the, the support site, is you've got people who are picking stuff off their arms – and who have never looked at anything under a microscope, probably in their lives. And then but when where you, do you get a, a dark, dark. Okay, but I have no idea what. And then when you start, word. and then you put it under a microscope, it, things look foreign under a microscope. If you've never looked at things under a microscope, and you put a piece of fiber in there, it looks pretty freaky sometimes, depending on what it is. And so if you see that, they don't know what magnified, you know, things look like, and they say, well, this looks foreign. This is this looks 
alive or, or whatever they're seeing under the microscope. It looks manufactured. Maybe because it is. Yeah. But not in the way. And and then if you see it moving and, and you don't have even a, a broader knowledge, like static electricity. Or wind. Or wind. <laughs> right. Yeah, if you don't yeah, know how to do breathing. a slide. If you don't know how to do a slide on a microscope, you know, it's going to. Right. Yeah. And uh, it is interesting that you touched on it where you have people who are, uh, after the study coming out, it says, you know, it, these people who are talking about chemtrails and government conspiracies, you're not helping. You know, we're trying <laughs> yeah. to be taken seriously. And this is probably one of the reasons that this study is, is, is calling this, you know, false, is because they hear you crazies out there and they don't take us seriously. And, and I can see if, if you do have a, a short circuit or something in your, your neurology or you, you feel something that you really do want. I mean, it's like phantom pains and, and other things that there's no cure for. People feel them, but because it's kind of inside the brain, uh, uh, miswiring, I, I hate to use that word, but... Well, the, the one of the uh, sites I saw that was describing what people claim are the symptoms of Morgellons disease were creepy crawly feelings, fatigue, um, vision issues, um, all those kind of things. A lot of those are the same symptoms you would have for multiple sclerosis. Well, a lot of which is a neurological condition, which doesn't make any crazy, and you still feel the creepy crawlies or the tingly skin or anything like that, and it feels like you have something, but it's not larvae, it's not bugs, it is a neurological condition or a small chemical imbalance that doesn't make you bad or crazy. It just means it is all in your head, and that's not a bad thing. So my recommendation is. Try the antipsychotic drugs. I mean, well, just try it. Don't don't let your pride keep you from trying the antipsychotic drugs. But you know, some of those symptoms you talked about are just things that happen daily, day yeah. muscle pains and things like that. But now they have something to blame it on. No, that must be Morgellons acting up. So well, well, something else that's also helped that they described in here is if they say, okay, you know, a dermatologist is saying to their um, their patient, all right, you know what we'll do. You pick an area, we'll take a, a skin sample, we will do one test. You have to agree to one test, and, and then we'll test that. And then, you know, you, know you, you get the patient to also agree that if this, is, if this is, uh, shows that there's nothing physically there besides your skin or anything like that, that you, you know, they sign something to say, I will be more open-minded to other causes for this condition. If you prime people ahead of time to say, this is the criteria of proof I will accept, that can help people get beyond the idea of, well, they just think it's something in my head and they're just dismissing me. No. If, if you say, okay, let's test it. Let's look at this together. It, it can be a good way to, to deal with the issue and not make it an us versus them Sure. Right. That's, a, just, that's an excellent suggestion. That actually. is, and that just highlights the problems that doctors have been having with this for years and years, <laughs> yeah. and the different strategies they've tried to come up with to cope with dealing with patients, and and, right. and not walking out the door when you said maybe maybe we need to try, you know, the mental side. Yeah, I, I think a, a lot of people nowadays really dismiss a lot of what doctors say because doctors are rushed, and they don't have forty five minutes to deal with one patient who has something that really isn't there. They're insisting something is there, but it's something else. It's a mild rash that they just keep is thinking yeah. is there, or it's some neurological imbalance or something something small. Yeah. But it's not bugs, people. 
Yeah. Okay, what else we got? Yeah, what else do we have? Well, you know, Dave's been chomping at the bit for the last couple of weeks. Not on on air, but he's brought this up every single week, and he has put a lot of work into this. Is Unfortunately, that, he is left that what that's been? All Him of his chomping stuff. at the bit? Yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> we're, we're harassing him, obviously. Um, but you fi- finally something else came out that, that uh, I guess it completes the story or leads to a near completion of the story. Yeah, I think this this may be the uh, well, let's talk about what the story is and the news that came out today. Story time with Dave, because <laughs> it is a story I've been following for a couple of weeks. Because about two or three weeks ago, the the RFK assassination conspiracy theory Robert was back in the news. The Robert Robert Kennedy assassination conspiracy was back in the news. Now let's go back for a moment about. What that conspiracy is all about, I didn't and even, why it was in the news. I didn't even know there was a RFK conspiracy. Yeah, it's not. It's not John F. Kennedy. Yeah, I, I, it's okay. RF. I'm going to educate you on the conspiracy. Okay. Education. It's not, Yay! It's not a big one because, the, as conspiracy theories go, it, it's kind of lame. So it, it's not in the news. <laughs> at all. Um, so the, the the theory is that the CIA. Of course, of was course, behind the assassination yes. of Robert Kennedy, and and what happened, according to the conspiracy theorists, is the head of the CIA psyops, you know, psychological operations, was angry about the Bay of Pigs, wanted to kill Kennedy. As a psyops guy, he knows how to hypnotize people. He found a patsy in Sirhan Sirhan, who was a Palestinian, who was angry at the Kennedys over their support for Israel in the Six Day War. Okay, he the the psyop guy wanted to kill. Kennedy, but Bay of Pigs was John. Yes. So he wanted to kill John, but then John got killed? Yeah, maybe, and maybe and, this is just the next... And so either, he's either like, Robert well, I couldn't kill or, him, so I'll get his brother. I don't know <laughs> It's exactly kind of like those people who were pissed involved. off about the Koran burning yeah. and didn't kill Americans, but went and found UN people oh, in Pakistan. Yeah, yeah, okay, you know, yeah, I don't know enough the next about best target. whether Robert was... you know helpful in the administration or whatever in that but somehow he wanted to take it on a Robert Robert Kennedy. Certainly more helpful than Bill Clinton's brother. So so he found <laughs> Sir Hans Sirhan, which who was a Palestinian angry at the government over the six day war and our support of Israel. Okay? So what the CIA did is they hypnotized Allegedly. Him. I'm talking I'm talking about the conspiracy. conspiracy. In, inside the conspiracy. Inside the conspiracy now. Uh, hypnotized Sir Hans Sirhan to Walk up to Kennedy while he's giving a speech, shoot him, and then have no memory of the incident. That's okay? a fantastic uh, hypnosis right there. Yeah. Well, at the same time, since they're not sure if he's a good shot, they have another person in there to shoot uh, Robert just in case he misses. Of course. Okay. A female, right? I think it was no, a female. No, they don't know. There was a female involved, and we're, we'll talk about her. She's okay. the polka dot dress. That you got to remember the polka dot dress. Oh, okay. it sounds like a children's so we're story. So we're going to talk about the evidence for this conspiracy. The girl in the polka dot dress. And this is what they talk about. One is that Sir Hanserhan claims he has no memory of the uh, incident, which is a little odd because you would think he would remember. And isn't there film footage of this? Uh, no, there's not. Oh. No, wait, there's there's the film footage. I'm not sure what it shows. I know there's they got sound. Okay. And I'm not sure what they got on the film because I haven't looked at the film. So... You know, I, I just remember seeing still photos of the hotel in Los Angeles. And yeah. that remember, he thing. was giving a uh, uh, kind of a victory speech because he had just won the California presidential primary. It was 1968. Okay, 
Now, here's, here's, here's the things that, that the, the evidence that uh, points to the conspiracy. One is that there are, people listen to the tape and there are too many shots. Uh, Sir Anne Sirhan had a gun that carried eight rounds. And some people claim they can hear more than eight shots. Because and no one would ever want to shoot back. Apparently. Well, no one shot back. But there is a lot of chaos and a lot of noise in that room. And you think there's ricochets or echoes, there's people echoes, running yeah. all over the place. Things falling you that know, make things, a slap sound? Right. There's all sorts of noises Ooh. in there. Some people sit, say they hear things that, that maybe sound like gunshots. I'm not convinced, okay? Two, Rafa K was shot from behind. Not bad. Okay? Uh, was, some witnesses say that Sir Hanser had, I mean, he was in the audience while RFK was giving the speech. So he was actually in front of RFK. But there are other witnesses that say RFK was turned at the time to address someone on stage. Okay? And even if not, he fires eight shots. People duck. People turn. Okay? It's not inconceivable that he turned and turned ended up away the from the guy with exactly. the gun. <clears throat> okay? And gets a bullet behind his head. Um, hmm. There are people who claim that they recognize the leader of the CIA PSYOPs division in the crowd. Because <laughs> that's that's the sign of a good conspiracy is go to the assassination to make sure everything – well, you know what? So Dr. There, Evil wouldn't have. So, obviously there so some, he's actually there a good evil video. genius. So Was um, there a cigarette-smoking man in the corner? Ooh. He has also been identified as an Austrian jewelry do- dealer or something. So he's been identified as someone else as well. <clears throat> so, again, not very convinced. Um, and then there was a, someone said, hey, it looked like Sir Hanserhan was with someone. It looked like he was with a woman. What a date to an assassination? <laughs> this hey. woman. This quote, unquote, What a great pickup line. Mysterious <laughs> unknown woman who ran out of the hotel after Is that the polka dot? Yes. The girl in the polka dot dance. <clears throat> now, remember that Sir Hanserhan says he has no memory of the events. Okay? And this was back in 1968. He was tried, convicted. Of course, everyone saw him do it. Saw him do it. They tackled him to the floor. They arrested him. Immediately, conspiracy theories started arising out of this. And that was Which makes sense because there was already one surrounding uh, the death of this uh, John. Yeah, and if they yeah, kill okay. one Kennedy, why not the other? Right? Yeah, why not? So, <laughs> what what it's brought this back deal. up? Yeah, what but... brought this back up in the news? A few weeks ago, he was at a parole hearing. And it got denied. Well, yeah, but that that doesn't make news because he's at parole here. I mean, he's been going to parole. But here it's it's like no, there's how new... every once in a while Charles Manson gets back in the news because his parole was denied. It's more dramatic than that. Oh. Sir Hanserhan now remembers incidents from that day that for the first time. Wow. And Such surprisingly, a... these things that he remembers are very much like the conspiracy uh, theorists talk about. He sees... Another person shooting the gun. He sees the woman, um, but this time the woman, he says he really wanted her. He wanted to take her to, to a room. Yeah, she was uh, she was sexually appealing. She touched him on the shoulder, and he went into a trance, a hypnotic trance, where he Ooh. thought he was now in a shooting range. He was no longer in the hall with the president. All of a sudden, he has a gun in his hand. He doesn't know where it came from. And he starts shooting at a target. Okay? Like lucid dreaming. Kind of like that. Like you might have when you're under hypnosis. Which is how he remembered these things. Which is interesting. Under hypnosis he remembered these things. He remembered these things under hypnosis. Huh. Which raises all kinds of red flags. That's two two strikes against him. Yeah. 
Because we know it's it, under hypnosis, it's very easy to implant memories. And he didn't even have to implant memories because all of these things were out there in the public consciousness already. So, so surely the, the person who's hypnotizing him um, knows about this stuff. He does. He is an expert, or he considers himself an expert. And that's where I got interested in this An story. expert in the conspiracy. No. He is an expert in repressed memories. Uh-huh. Okay. His name is Dr. Daniel Brown. He's a PhD. Not not the popular author. And not Charlie Brown's father. That was his name, Dan? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> was he a doctor? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this man teaches for Harvard University. He never talked to his dad. He was always his mother. Now, he has an interesting past. He spent 38... His, his mother was a trombone. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it was always his mother. He never talked to his dad. So how do you know his name's Dan and he's a doctor? Because... I'm good. It's all part of the conspiracy, isn't it? Um, uh, it, it oh, that's maybe maybe <laughs> maybe if we if we read if we so the whole read Charlie Brown Charlie is Brown. actually an allegory for the RFK conspiracy. Yes, gotcha. Wow, you know, let's whole, not delve. Let's go ahead. Of, <laughs> pulling the ball away by Lucy at the last minute. Pig the Pen. psychiatrist who hypnotized. Pigpen is a smoking man. Yeah. I think that's as far as I can pull it. What about Marcy and Peppermint Patty? And the okay. girl in the polka dot dress. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that's that's uh, Sh- uh, Schroeder's uh, uh, sister, right? Lucy and Schroeder's sister. Um, uh, is okay. that Charlie Brown's? Let's, sister? Let's oh, about, I, this is no. not Charlie. There's no relation to Charlie Brown. Okay? <laughs> Guys, I think we're totally off subject here. It has no wait, relation to Charlie wait, Brown. Why would you think that we're totally off subject? How could you possibly believe that? You know what? I'm going to research this, and I'm going to find connections next week, or maybe the week after, or maybe sometime. Okay. Continue with who Dan Brown is. Daniel. Dr. Daniel Brown, who has three Ds in his name. Plus the D in the PhD. Oh, very good. Dr. Daniel. He has one D in his name. No, Dr. Daniel Brown. (laughs) It is not his name. Come on. (laughs) He has one D in his name. How suspicious. (laughs) Hey, everything goes. Everything goes. But what's his middle okay, name? Let's, How let's many talk about Dr. Dana Brown. Um, he he spent 38 years studying Eastern meditation techniques. Of was, course uh, he did. Yeah. Um, Does he know anything about thetas? Theta I'm sure he he may have invented it. I don't know. Um, he knows everything about theta waves. Uh, but then he got into. <laughs> he wrote a book on the legal up. issues surrounding trauma and memory. And he got. He started uh, testifying for the prosecution quite his, frequently. His name does sound familiar. He's been in several trials, not very successfully. Um, he, of course, uh, he's going to trial to convince the jury that people can suppress memories, okay? And we call it associ- dissociative amnesia, can have dissociative amnesia after a traumatic event. He was, he was that doctor in the um, girl, the lady that thought that she was molested by her father or her parents? The Baptist preacher? It, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> was her father? Yes, yes. I that, don't know. He, does, he, he testifies in that type of trial. Oh, okay. Okay, now I have one in front of me in which the, the supposed molester was a Baptist oh. uh, minister. Okay? But not the father, just the minister. Okay. He was the father. He was the father of the the, the girl that got molested. Yes. Okay, the, and he was that's, I think that's and the one. Yes. 
Yes. He just happened to be gay. So we're just looking at two different two different ways. Now, he, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Brown wrote this book. The book was uh, published by the International Cultic Studies Association. Cultic. Well, nice. the International Cultic Stu- uh, Association uh, advocates for people who have been abused by cults. Oh, okay. Okay? So they have an interest in, <laughs> in, in not letting <laughs> abusers get off the hook. Okay. And so they're kind of uh, supportive of this idea that people can suppress that for decades and then remember. And that's an important point because a lot of states have laws on the books where if you can show that the person had dissociative amnesia, could not recall the abuse, even even if asked, um, that allows the state to extend the statute of limitations on that abuse. Okay. So, like, like, what's her name? Uh, who joined? Who? Uh, Curse the luck. What the hell is her name? Uh, Patty. Patty Hurst. Hurst. Thank you. Kind of like that. Did she have associated amnesia? Did, did, didn't she? <laughs> she was brainwashed by the. Brainwashing is different. Yeah. This is not brainwashing. <laughs> <laughs> this is forgetting. This is your brain pushing. You know, since Freud, Freud, I think first came up with this uh, whole idea yeah, okay. of repressing a memory that your brain can't handle, and that right. even if you're asked about it, you won't remember it because it causes too much psychological damage. Now, okay. the problem with this is that it, there is no scientific consensus on whether this even can happen. And has been shown that memories are, can be easily implanted this way, not necessarily. You know, reviving old memories, you can yeah. introduce there's, memories. Right. There's, there's, there's the forgetting of the memories. There's the amnesia. And then even if that exists, can you reliably bring those memories back to the surface? And memory is so tricky. So you've got two rival associations, basically. You've got the International Cultic Studies Association, and you've got the false memory syndrome people who are now advocating for the people who they believe are falsely accused of, of molesting children where you have unscrupulous people like perhaps Dr. Daniel Brown um, bringing up and perhaps bringing up false memories of abuse, right. which has been demonstrated time and time again. We had the, the, all these... Um, uh, the satanic cult the cases. Satanic, yes, exactly. Well, now, now you, just, you said uh, that Dr. Daniel Brown is unscrupulous. Did I say that? You, you did say. You did okay. just say... I have a little bit of evidence uh, to back that up. Okay, because I don't, I don't like just... I don't like other people just throwing out assertions like I do. Okay. <laughs> um, let's talk about this case where there was a, a, a little girl who was supposedly abused from the age of three till the age of 12 by her Baptist minister father. Okay? Right. Now, I don't know how eventually she got these memories, but they were decades, decades later, long after the statute of limitations. So they bring Dr. Daniel Brown in. Dr. Daniel Brown actually they wins the case for them. It, it allows it allows the exemption for, uh, for the, the, the extension law, of the statute right. of limitations, and and that and he is convicted. Okay, the, the father's convicted, but on appeal, which is what I was the, the case that I looked at, um, they looked at the studies that Dr. Daniel Brown had cited in support of dissociative amnesia. He cited 87 studies that he said supported dissociative amnesia. Huh. Okay, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's impressive. You would think <laughs> it's impressive, but what the defense team did during that period is they looked at every one of those studies and found that not one of them. <laughs> so they read the studies. <laughs> How interesting! <laughs> <laughs> this, every one of those eighty-seven studies either did not even address the issue, or showed no evidence that no no clear positive evidence that people actually forgot 
there's a difference between forgetting because you don't want to think about it and you don't think about it for decades and then like me and my education. But you have to be able to show that even if you bring it up, they have no memory of it. But since these were all retrospective studies, there was really no way to know. They were kind of questioning, do you, did you remember that at the time? But this is way past the period where they've already remembered. And and not only that, but he mis, he misrepresented the he misrepresented the scientific consensus and tried to make it seem like there was a scientific. That would be unscrupulous when there was not. Well, at a t there was a time when it was the the yeah, but maybe not is, the scientific consensus, but yeah. the popular it was theory. Popular, yeah. This that is everybody believed. Yeah, this is two thousand and seven. But yeah. but. Uh, uh, argument ad populum isn't really a good... Uh... Well, no, there were plenty of people in the psychiatric community who believed this was the case. Right. That you could retrieve memories with hypnosis. Again, but But it was... then they studied it more. Right, yeah, exactly. Like... So there would have been a time where people would have been credulous and all the study... And, and you could have gotten a hundred different experts to come and say, yeah, makes sense. And that's when all the, the daycare center... Uh, things came up, and the remember, and, and every, all these yeah. daycare people. It, yeah, there was, was a like big a, witch hunt. It was a mass hysteria across the country, and everyone, was, all the daycare centers, everyone was being arrested and, and things like that. Right, because the, the the kids would basically be fed these stories of satanic cults in the basement, but it would be a building without a basement. Right. It, it, right. She's a that's, witch. That's when the false memory syndrome folks, you know, established their organization. It, it's just it's it's interesting. It's interesting because it gets into the whole subject of memory and what happens to memory. Can you can you can you repress memories? Can you remember them later? And the whole battle of uh, innocent people getting put away or abused people not getting justice, and it ties into the whole. Now now he comes back and now he's got Sir Han Sir Han believing that he is now remembers that he saw someone else shoot. Robert F. Kennedy, and that he was hypnotized. And this is 50 years later? A lot of years later. <laughs> yeah, this is 1968. Yeah, 50 years. Yay, my math works! Excellent. <laughs> but now now um, they've asked That's for a, a new trial. Time. And that was the news today um, that a new trial has been denied. Because, because there, were, there was no new evidence. There wasn't now they tried to get into a, a, a they tried a technical thing and saying the the equipment for properly distinguishing gunshots was not available at the time which has only been available since oh four well it's 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 semi true um, the the technology I believe has been around uh, before oh four but in, in a cost effective manner it's been around since two thousand four they they've had uh, fast forward transforms and all the other uh, audio manipulation software around for a while. Let me see. I've been doing it for 10 years uh, professionally, and I looked in envy on all the people that had <laughs> all of the electronic gear. But, yeah, actually, 04 was – 03, 04 was when I actually bought something that had all of this. Um, you could, you could uh, do spectral analysis on waveforms. Uh, I think it was co called Cool Edit Pro – yeah. Um, and it was like thirty-five dollars, and they could they could go in and do a uh, fast forward transform. You could look at the spectral uh, information and then pull out bits of that. So this is the technology they that, that that's, now shows them that there was more than eight. Yeah, shots. That, that's when I could buy it for thirty-five dollars. Now previous to that, it was obvious. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, it's not so obvious, but they, I mean, it was a couple of hundred dollars. So it was there. 
Right. It's just people didn't. And I think that's what the judge was saying. It's like, come on, you guys could have done this previously. You didn't. Uh, Time's up. And I don't know what that spectral analysis shows. I mean, they're saying it maybe shows that there was more than eight gunshots. It's it's a visual representation of the waveform. And 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 so it matches the signature of a known gunshot. uh, Yeah, it can. Uh, And and you can probably uh, figure out echoes. But what you can do is. Like like a a waveform when you look at just the data with without the spectral information it's you know just valleys and peaks you know it's it, I think everyone has seen a picture of a waveform but when you look at the spectral like information like theta waves ooh <laughs> pulling it around or like the Tibetan chamber pots from a few weeks yeah, ago exactly so spectral information shows kind of a the peaks and valleys of the waveform and the frequency response of the waveform. Uh, but the louder it is, it'll turn like white, and the softer it is, it'll be blue. And so, like you have everything from blue to white with red in between. Is and so you can actually look at finer detail. Um, well, that, in, was, in this that was a very interesting lesson on waveforms. It, yeah, it's probably boring as hell. All you guys <laughs> <laughs> Something I'm fascinated Thank you for that. Um, but the so, judge basically said, "Yet yeah, this technology has been around. It has been around. It's yeah, been around for a long you time. You didn't analyze it." 20 years ago, when it could still be done, it was just expensive. Right. You have no new evidence. We're not going to do a new trial. So that's Although what now, I want to now I right. do. I want to get that. I want to get the... Uh, you need to get the tape. Don't I you? need to get the tape where you can look at it. That would be very interesting. <laughs> uh, there, there must be a recording online. I could, I could show you what I'm talking about. In fact, you know what? I'll do a blog post on, on spectral, spectral Yay! analysis. Excellent. Our listeners will love that. I'm quite sure. <laughs> Does anybody have anything else? Um, well, um, a fun thing for um, our listeners in the Texas area is that um, Australian skeptical comedian, singer, musician, Tim Minchin, who, you know, anybody who's in Australia or, or the Great Britain area usually gets to see him on a regular basis, but he's he's making a an American tour in June and July. And we were all very jealous of our Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Seattle friends, all the blue states. Who got to? Who, who are going to get to see Tim? They're Minchin. blue because they're cold. Exactly, but now in our hot red southern state of Texas, Tim Minchin will be coming to Texas, Austin, Texas, Yay! July first, Yay! at the Paramount Theater. Yeah, really. And we've already got our tickets. Yes, uh, we we bought our tickets for the Skeptic Wire uh, staff, and <laughs> <laughs> so we'll all be there. We we're all staff. So if any of you are in the this Aust- may be the first time Donna hears about this, by the way, yeah. you have a ticket, Donna. Yeah. <laughs> so if any of you are in the Austin area and you're at the show, look for um, some geeky-looking people who are all kind of clumped together, handing out skeptic wire cards. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to throw them from the balcony, just like the, the pal- <laughs> Palestinian people. In, in. Or like that guy who threw g- glitter at Newt Gingrich today. Oh yeah. You know what? I was a little dis- he he took out a whole box and just dumped it on him. That <laughs> was it was pretty. You know, it would have been better if he would have like was showered it- him with it. You know, <laughs> you were hoping for more of like a rip torn, just throwing. Yeah, is he the guy who throws glitter? Rip torn. Rip torn. Is is he? Am I completely I, delusional? I couldn't okay. help you there. Right. I don't know about There's a Rip guy Torn. with like a funny mustache who's pretty no, famous for running around and no, throwing that's not glitter Rip, at no, people. No, Rip Torn was in, in uh, uh, Men in Black. All he right. was, he was uh, the, the, the head dude in Men in Black. And he didn't have glitter. 
Yeah. I know, but, it's but a confetti he, guy, has, you know? he has the curly Q. Yeah. He, now he's talking like this. He's very excited all the time. That guy, right? Yeah. I, I guess my brain, when I hear Rip Torn, I think of someone who throws <laughs> glitter and confetti. <laughs> no. So no, I, you've. But anyway. <laughs> do you have creepy crawlies under your skin? Not most of the time. <laughs> Start checking for that. Not when I'm single. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. But, you know, we'll, we'll be going to the, the Austin Tim Minchin show, and hopefully more San Antonio people from the San Antonio Skeptics and Skinny, San Antonio Atheists will join us, and uh, yep. we'll meet everybody out there. Free thinkers. Go meet some cool Estonian people. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the, the word area, stony is probably a pretty if, good If term. we're lucky, maybe we can get a few words with Tim Minchin himself. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we can go it. Mr. Minchin, Mr. Minchin, say something for a podcast, Mr. Minchin. <laughs> well, yes, fuck off. <laughs> on on his blog entry for announcing the Austin show, I did put a comment there saying, you know, we have a fledgling podcast. We'd love to get a couple minutes with you. Ah. And I used the Skeptic Wire email address and put our website there. So, and you're right. genius. You know, maybe we'll get a response. I just start paying you for for uh, for marketing my studio. Cool. <laughs> But okay. yeah, <laughs> okay, I'll I, pay I you in that... beer, which you don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and coffee. <laughs> and coffee, which you also don't drink. And cigarettes and drugs. Because <laughs> and... <laughs> okay. I, I don't drink Coke, so I can't. <laughs> so you, you can't suck. come over. <laughs> okay, we're signing off. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the podposted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. 